0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of LISI's award-winning Carrier Calls podcast series. Each segment is designed to bring you in on a conversation we're having with our valued carrier partners. Here you'll get the inside information on what sets them apart, how they are raising service levels, and what's next on the horizon. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we
1: are discussing the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccine distribution. We're really excited to bring you this information, and we do want to note that this information is pre-recorded. As we're all aware, the pandemic management is fluid, and some of the timelines that you hear may have been adjusted. Welcome to LISI Carrier Calls. I'm Rebecca with our Intel team. Today, we have a special episode with Kaiser Permanente. Because of Kaiser's integrated model of both administering and delivering care, they're uniquely poised to be at the forefront of COVID care. Dr. Singh is joining us to catch us up. Dr. Singh,
0: welcome. Thank you for very much for having me. Um, so I've been at Kaiser for, the, for about 20 years now, and I started off with a Outpatient clinic. I'm an internist, uh, and I did that in conjunction with the ED emergency room and also the hospital rounding. And then for the last 10 years, I've migrated to just hospital care, so both in the ED and on the floors. And then uh, lately, I've done a little bit of administration as well. So I've kind of seen all sides of the system and have a better understanding from a broad approach how the system works and how we optimize it for the patient care.
1: That's wonderful. And I feel like I hear that all the time with Kaiser doctors is that you've been there for the long haul. You know, Kaiser doctors stay. So let's go ahead and jump into our questions. As I led with, how does Kaiser's unique model help them be especially well positioned to handle the COVID-19 pandemic?
0: That's a great question. So I think if I would have to put it in large buckets, it would be based on integration, alignment, with quality driven, that can focus on our patients. So, you know, from a physician's perspective, I know that in a couple hours, actually two hours, I will be going to see a patient in the emergency room. And I'm assured at that point that this integrated system is uniquely set up to help support me in my goal to deliver really the best care for my patient. And that idea of fully integrated electronic medical system cannot be overlooked. You know, the fact that Every part of the system really talks to each other, and every touch within our system has one and only one goal, and that that is to improve your health. So when I say that a lot, people don't quite understand. Well, what does that mean, fully integrated? Well, how does that benefit? So let let me kind of try to make it as practical as I can. So let's take an example. So I work in San Diego uh, with Kaiser here, and let's say my patient travels to Orange County or L.A., or even Kern County, or even further up north in California. And all right, during the non-pandemic time, so let's say they go there, and my patient gets a bee sting. Out in the woods, uh, hiking, gets a bee sting, and that bee sting gets infected. He sees a patient up in LA, gets an antibiotic, but unfortunately, he doesn't tolerate it very well and gets an allergy or a rash. Then as he's coming down to Orange County, he goes, let me see another physician about this, because this is supposed to go away. Well, when he sees this uh, physician in Orange County, he says, hey, you're allergic to this medication. So that physician enters that allergy right into the computer. And the second he enters that allergy, everybody within the system, the Kaiser system, knows this vital information and will not prescribe this medication again. It sounds very simple, but it's actually a very powerful tool in avoiding setbacks and errors. And it pushes the care to be better and better with each touch. And this translates to really tests and procedures and labs as well. Because once you've had anything done, that information is instantaneously available to all our providers and help care for you. So practically, you know, if you're going in and you're trying to get a diagnosis or a workup and trying to figure some problem out, It's critical that every single time you see somebody, they're not starting from the beginning. They're not starting from square one. Every time you see someone, we're working together as one to highlight the issues, hone down on the diagnosis, and begin to move toward making you better. Every step of the way, at any level of care, we continue to build on that care.
1: That sounds wonderful. And I think with COVID-19, especially having that kind of history of uh, medical treatments and just that patients you know reaction to those treatments at your fingertips probably makes covid care a lot more complete for patients
0: yeah so it does make this integrated system really makes the care more complete and the idea that we have all the informations in our fingertips that's complete information uh, really is something that the whole country really should be moving toward a full integration systems But um, a lot of systems are still not fully integrated. You know, they're partly integrated or somewhat integrated. um, And one portion of the practice may not talk to another. The labs may not communicate directly with the office. or office may not communicate with the hospital and vice versa. Uh, But in the large scheme of things, really the entire country is moving toward the KP system, the integrated system. And as an organization, we're really perfecting the systems and moving beyond the integration of communication. Um, So I think one quote that I've always remembered from our our great um, hockey player, Wayne Gritsky and his father, Walter, is that, you know, you skate toward where the puck is going, not where it's been. And so with Kaiser, we're going toward the future of where things should be, not waiting around and reacting. So being proactive is really important. So I think that's where we stand in terms of how the direction and moving the direction of healthcare.
1: One of the things that I know that Kaiser was great at prior to the pandemic, which probably made the transition to pandemic treatment easier, was access to virtual care.
0: So, you know, virtual care is more than just a phone call. We've been working on this virtual care process for over 10 years now. We don't believe a phone call is just a phone call in a sense that we've experienced what can be done over the phone. We know what is effective care. There's some things that just don't work out with phones. I mean, you can't call someone and say, I have a chest pain. I need it taken care of over the phone. You know, those things don't work. So over the last 10 years, we've gone through many, many diagnoses. We've strategized it and figured out what are things that you can take care of, not What are things that ended up being more phone calls? It's not like one phone call leads to another phone call and then another phone call. What are the things we can take care of over the phone? We've honed those diagnoses down to the ones that can be effectively treated. And we proceed strategically toward an effective integrated telephone and virtual visits. What brings value? You know, quantity is not quality. More is not better. What works is better, quality is value. So we take all that under consideration and behind that is really an evidence-based treatment that can only be achieved when you have an integrated system where everybody is working towards the same goal.
1: That all sounds wonderful. All right. The vaccine, that's what's on everyone's mind. I've read that Kaiser partnered with other companies on vaccine development and COVID-19 treatments. Can you talk about that?
0: Sure. That was a wonderful story. In Northwest, we partnered up with Moderna as one of the first patients who ever got the vaccine trial. We've also partnered up with Pfizer as well, uh, in terms of getting vaccine um, enrollments. But but, uh, our our partnership has ended up in a very good uh, result. They realize that uh, that's something that we want to continue. So we've got uh, better access to allocations of vaccines um, and supplies and directions because they know that we would follow their guidelines very strictly so that safety and quality is always at the top uh, of all our administration of medications. You know, we've also partnered up with Eli Lilly for the BAM treatment. Most people call it BAM treatment now. And it's even though it's been used as an authorized for emergency use, the trials that started for that uh, was done here in San Diego as well. In fact, they finished the first trial and Eli Lilly reached out to us to tell us to say if we would participate in their second version of the trial. So when we do something, we are very careful about a partnership first We look at all the numbers, we make sure that the organization feels that it's going to be safe for a patient and that it can be effectively treated for our patients. And then we partnered up. We were also one of the first largest partners for the remdesivir trial, which is now really the standard of care for hospitalized patients with COVID. And then plasma in San Diego, we were one of the first ones to start that as well. And I just heard um, this week from one of my partners that NIH has approached us. So National Institute of Health has approached us about COVID treatment uh, with our infectious disease partner. Uh, So yes, we are really very careful about the partnership. We're very selective about who we partner up with.
1: When do you expect that Kaiser members will have access to the vaccine? Can you talk about the KP distribution model?
0: Kaiser had a unique opportunity, um, and we're considered what's called a multi-county entity. So the distribution is directly from the manufacturer. So we get our supply because of our unique geographic location and our uh, network. Uh, We get our supplies directly uh, from the distributor, McKesson for Moderna, and directly from Pfizer. So... It's kind of like playing that telephone issue. Instead of having calling somebody to call someone to call somebody else, we get it directly from the manufacturer. Right now, we're in what's called Phase 1A, which is the healthcare workers. And even within our distribution, we're very aware and very cognizant to make sure all our housekeeping, our respiratory techs, our labs, our nurses, physicians, really have them be offered the vaccine first before it was made available to our our executive leadership. We really wanna focus on where the need is. Now, we're moving into uh, phase 1B pretty soon. The landscape is shifting very quickly, but I would say for the essential workers, the timeline is February, and for the uh, 75 or older, that timeline is also February. And then as you move down the phase 1B track, then you go to 65 and older. So again, that's February. And then 1C would be March and phase two would be April. What I can tell you is that we have our operations ready to go. We just need to get get go ahead before we, we move. So I know we've already started with the healthcare workers that are Kaiser members, and pretty soon we'll be moving out to people over 75 and also the essential care workers.
1: That's great news. And I feel like Kaiser is really effective. The drive-through COVID testing, you guys are ready to go. You have all the infrastructure. So I'm sure it'll be efficient as soon as you get the green light.
0: Yes, yes.
1: One of the questions that keeps coming up is how safe is the vaccine?
0: You know, the, the safety of the vaccine has been studied very carefully, both Moderna and Pfizer and AstraZeneca as well. Now, we took a different tack compared to UK or England, in a sense that the FDA had a third party look at the safety data and not just the manufacturer uh, supplying the data. So a third party independently verified the safety data. They went through all crunching all the numbers by themselves and then made recommendations to the FDA, whereas in other countries, basically, they take the manufactured data and, and, and accept that. So I think the FDA and the country as a whole did a wonderful job in looking at the safety data and it looks very good. What I can tell you for sure is that the mRNA technology is not new, it's really the delivery mechanism that's new. They've been working on the mRNA since the first SARS uh, outbreak. So they've had time to develop this. And we know that, with these uh, new delivery devices. Yes, there are side effects. Uh, Yes, there are like, you know, you get, it's more than a flu vaccine, right? It's, you can get more uh, body aches, more arm aches, some fevers as well. But if you look and compare the benefits and risk, I can guarantee you with no uncertainty, your risk of getting an infection from COVID and having a bad complication from COVID far outweighs uh, the risk of um, the vaccine. And then as we learn more about this COVID, there's a lot of people called long haulers, or even after six month time, they're still dealing with the fatigue. They're still dealing with the, the shortness of breath or the um, or the uh, thought process. Or, and they're shown to be that if you have severe disease, it can actually take 10 years of brain power away from you so your brain has aged almost 10 years if you get intubated and have severe disease and recover from that when you hear stories about sports athletes who after covid they can't just they just can't do the same things that they used to do there's scarring that's involved there's long-term damage that's involved so if you again compare realistically the risk of the vaccine versus the risk of getting COVID and having severe disease and ending up in a hospital and intubated, I'm gonna take the vaccine for sure, and I took the vaccine already.
1: That is some really reassuring information. Thanks for that background. We've heard that your chief health officer has recently been selected as the vaccinations coordinator for the federal government's COVID-19 response team. Tell us more about that role and what made them the best candidate for that position.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, we have been working with the, um, uh, the government uh, in terms of uh, how do we deliver the best care? Like I said, you know, we were really early on and, and, you know, people talk about telemedicine. We've been in the electronic medical system for over probably 13, 14 years. So to deliver a good healthcare uh, to cover Um, all of the uh, population in the U.S. really is a very difficult task. And what they realize, what the feds realize is that, hey, we've got a system that works. Uh, We want to learn from them and learn how to get this care to everybody in the country. So that's why they picked them. Um, I mean, focusing on timely, safe, equitable care, and uh, in, in terms of vaccination for the U.S. population, that's really what we're all about. Um, and with this partnership, uh, as well as the state-local partnership, we can get this done. And they realize that. So they they picked him. He's an amazing, amazing person with a heart of gold. And, uh, you know, I'm sure once he keeps gets going, we will get this thing turned around.
1: I think that's what everyone's hoping for, is everything turned around and back to normal as much as we can be. How else have you seen Kaiser's influence on medicine have an impact beyond the walls of Kaiser?
0: So I think Kaiser's influence is quite great in terms of our, both our practice of medicine and our research in medicine. Uh, one of the things uh, I'll just highlight is in surgery, you know, in surgery, when you get started, there's something called a timeout process. It's something called a pause. So before you actually operate the, uh, on the patient, you take a pause and you do all your check. You go through a checklist to make sure that this is the right patient, the right side. You got the right medication. You got the right equipment. So everything beforehand. And this process actually started uh, with, in Kaiser. And actually, um, the feds and the, the Joint Commission saw that as a best practice and actually pushed it out. You know, this really, just having taking a moment, uh, getting mindful about what you're you're doing, it makes a big difference for the patient. We realize that we can pick up little things that potentially could have gone wrong. Maybe it wouldn't have, but potentially could have gone wrong. We pick that up early, and it becomes a never event. So we, we kind of move over to the next step, which is if we focus on all the things that should be done right, If we focus on the events that always should be there, the process that should always be there, we will never end up with a never event. So we've kind of pushed the healthcare world into a different um, realm. You know, the idea of colonoscopies, and you know, I've been here for 20 some years, but I remember the discussion back then was, hey, um, should we do colonoscopies? But if a health plan offers colonoscopies, Um, what's to make them not leave and go to another healthcare system? And if you do that, wouldn't you um, just lose the money? Well, you know, we look beyond that and say, that's ridiculous. We should deliver what people need. And colonoscopies, you know, came into favor, and colon cancer screening is a huge issue now that, that we look at. And again, we started this a long time ago, and I remember the transition um, from colonoscopy screening of like 30 to 40 percent up to 70, 80, even 90 percent some places, our surgeons started to tell us, hey, look, I, I think I'm seeing less let less colon cancers now. So the idea of pushing prevention, that's always been the highlight of our, our system. Our DNA is prevention and I think that's something that everybody knows. You know, we believe in moving the care up front so that you never get the disease that you never have these problems. My friends will always say like, you know, Kaiser's not very sexy, but quality is not sexy. Quality is what brings value. And that's what we continue to work on.
1: I think that is the perfect note to end on. Thank you so much, Dr. Singh, for joining us today and for all of this timely information. Sure. For more info on what we discussed today, check out our show notes on LISIBroker.com. If you have any questions, reach out to your LISI sales team. And if you have any topics that you would like for us to tackle, shoot us an email at intel at lisibroker.com. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy what you're hearing. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, or find us on your favorite podcatcher. I am super excited about the vaccine. I will be first in line once I can get stuck with that needle.